0: Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 72 of the Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing a case study on a client of mine with hip pain, the exact Amplify You plan that I created for her, and why unlocking your hips actually starts with your entire body. Now, I know that tight hips are a super common occurrence, especially if you sit, like ever, (laughs) And regardless of what you did before the pandemic started, chances are you're probably sitting and spending a lot more time at the computer and tight hips can get in the way of doing what you want to do. You know, it's not just oh pigeon pose super sucks, but when your hips are tight, it actually can change the mechanics of how you move overall. So whether it's your golf game that's affected or um, even what you're doing for strength training, if you're not you know, moving in a way that's as mechanically efficient as is possible. And also tight hips can change what's happening in your lower back, in your SI joints, in your knees and more. So today's episode is a case study of sorts, and I want to run you through the mobility assessment that I did recently for a private client and the body maintenance program I made for her to give you kind of a better idea of how to approach body maintenance and also a peek inside my brain so that you have a taste of what it's like to work with me. Also, I think when it comes to the body, just in general, we get very short-sighted and very focused on right where the quote unquote issue is, right? Oh, my hamstrings hurt. Let me just look at my hamstrings and just stretch my hamstrings and just foam roll my hamstrings or my neck hurts. So let me just stretch my neck and do all the things for my neck. But in reality, you are a whole body and your body is a system of systems that are all interconnected. And so to make any lasting change in any one place, you have to zoom out and look at the whole big picture of how it all fits and works together so this client is a about 31 year old female um, who came to me complaining of hip and lower back pain that was really worse when she got up from a sitting position or even you know laying down in bed she said that it would seize up when she would get up off the couch and in her words she felt like she was a million years old which is super common when we have pain right and I also I wonder for you right now like how old do you feel in your head because I think that my brain will forever be about 24 years old. And even when I learn new things, and so I, I like to think I become wiser, my brain is still 24. And so anything that slows me down, it honestly makes me feel like I'm 240 years old. And I don't subscribe to the belief that just because you're older means that you need to slow down or stop doing things or that you have to put up with some base level amount of pain. I just don't believe in that at all. We're kind of sold this idea because so many of us experience it, but just because it's common doesn't have to mean that it's normal. And I definitely emphasize with feeling like your body is falling apart, especially when it's something new, right? Oh, my knees never hurt before, but now they do, or my back never hurt before, but now it does. And so I think we kind of, you know, shift our focus again to the age and oh, well, I guess this is just part of what happens now, instead of really looking at the whole system of your body and where things maybe can be tweaked or improved, compensation patterns can be, you know, uncovered and rebalanced instead of just chalking it up to getting older and accepting it for what it is. All of that is to say that for work, typically this client would be on her feet all day. But again, like most of us, is now sitting at the computer for much of the day. Now, for those of you who already worked at home, you're like, oh no, I was sitting all the time anyways. But I think all of us can you know, kind of get a sense of now that we're not doing all the things outside of our house that we used to, I have watched so much more TV than I used to. So whether you are working from home or however it may be, The sitting is definitely having an impact on what's going on in your body and also stress like you guys, we all have a ton, a ton on our plate. So, when I run clients through a mobility assessment, I have them do a series of movements to see how they are able to perform what I call the big three. And the big three are the squat, the hip hinge, and the overhead reach. And these are the three foundational movements that all other movements are built upon. And I believe that if you can do a squat, a hip hinge, and an overhead reach in good form, then you can pretty much do anything else, even if it's new, even if you've never done it before, because you understand the basics of good movement. Now, I also add in a bonus of shoulder extension in my mobility assessments, and this is when you reach your arms back behind you, because that gives us a, a kind of a good idea of what's going on in the shoulders in full range of motion. Now, all of this is to say there is no one right way to do this, right? Your squat doesn't look the same as my squat, doesn't look the same as your friend's squat because of our bone shapes. And so I definitely keep that in the back of my mind as well. But if somebody comes to me and says, hey, my lower back hurts, and then I watch them hip hinge and they're bending in their lower back every single time, that's a great place to start. Right? And it's an easy diagnostic. Just look at how you squat, look at how you hip hinge, um, look at how you do the overhead reach, and then start from there. And the big three is not an exhaustive list, but like I said, it gives me a good idea overall of how they're moving. So, things I'm looking for are core control. Right. Can you maintain a neutral spine while you're squatting, while you're hip hinging A neutral spine, meaning keeping the lower back and the relationship of the ribs and the hips the same, even though you're moving. I'm also looking at a range of motion for shoulders, for hips. Is it limited? Is it limited in one direction versus another, right? Is your overhead reach totally fine, but your shoulder extension just kind of not there, right? Or is it different from side to side? Do you have more range of motion on your right side versus your left side? Are you right-handed? Are you left-handed? All of these things can be pulled even just from a video definitely by seeing somebody move in front of me, because I'm just, so how do you learn how to do this? Honestly, I've just I've looked at enough bodies. Now, that's not to say you can't do the same. I remember when I did my yoga teacher training, our teacher would, you know, have somebody get in a pose and then say, All right, do you see what's going on here? And i would look at the pose. And i would look at the person. And i would look at my teacher. I'm like, No, I don't see anything. What on earth are you talking about? mm <laughs> And instead of like that big picture of like, well, what do you see is missing or what is maybe not in the right place or could be in a better place? Like that was too blue ocean, right? Or is it blue sky? I'm not exactly sure the metaphor, but essentially it's like trying to find a seashell in the ocean. Like that's super, super difficult. But if you have the framework, right, of squat, hip hinge, overhead, reach, shoulder extension, I'm looking for range of motion. I'm looking for core control. It's a lot easier to use that as a starting place or a jumping off point. I also look at posture right how you're standing and this client commented that you know when standing she tended to put all of her weight off to one side and she was aware of that as well Now, as a side note, awareness is always the first step. So if you are aware that something is off and you're not sure what to do, just know that on this continuum of becoming a body detective, like you already are at level one, there's no level zero, there's no level negative 72, you're at level one and awareness is a fantastic place to start. And also as a side note to the side note, I love it so much. When y'all come to me already knowing something that you learn from listening to the show, it makes me so super excited. And it also makes our work so much easier. So thank you for that. So now that we've done the mobility assessment, right? She's run through these movements. I see how she's moving. I see how she's standing we've had a conversation about what she's feeling and what's going on. The next step is to then create an Amplify You plan. And this happens whenever I work with clients, whether it's one on one or inside Movement Mavens. An Amplify You plan is your body maintenance plan. And it focuses on the five body areas that when you work on those are going to make the biggest difference in not only how you feel, but also in getting consistent with this body maintenance program. So we focus on what you need. but also include what you like, which I think is almost more important because if you're trying to build up momentum and you just keep doing stuff you really don't like... Hey, guess what? You're not going to stick with it. Like I'm trying to get into apple cider vinegar in my water in the morning right now. And it's really not sticking because it tastes terrible. So it's important to have something that you like so that you can look forward to it so that you have the anticipation and that you actually enjoy what you're doing. So one of the first elements of her plan was posture. And sometimes I put posture as its own category or its own body area, because then we can come about it from a bunch of different angles. And this was really for her to help address awareness on how she was standing. And that awareness, like it's not just mobility, right? So sometimes it's not just about increasing your upper back mobility or increasing your hip mobility. You also need the strength and the control to be able to notice, right, that you're not in an ideal position, but then also get into that better position. And this leads to better core control. It really all kind of boils down to that. So posture, right, is can I get my ribs right over my hips? Do I have the core strength to then maintain that throughout my day, uh, throughout my workout, throughout my yoga class, or if I'm going to pick up something up off the floor? You have to have it be a habit that's second nature. And when you have that improved posture, that better core control to maintain your body in that neutral spinal position, even while you're moving, yes, it improves your posture, but it also just makes it easier to move. And I've talked about this before, especially recently in the core episode about this idea of starting from your center and giving you a stable base from which to then move rather than being... I was going to say gelatinous, and that's a terrible, terrible word, but the imagery that popped into my head when I'm thinking of what is the opposite of starting from your center was a jellyfish and specifically the jellyfish in Finding Nemo. And remember, this is Dory, right? She's bouncing off all the jellyfish and the jellyfish, like they have nothing to stop them from just like, boing, <laughs> like away from her bounce. And honestly, like a core without the awareness and the stability and the control is sort of of like a jellyfish just just come along with me on this one <laughs> in that you don't have that stable base so like the jellyfish you will be affected by every other movement that happens so in the case of the human body if I have jellyfish center and that has nothing to say about the size of it at all but if you don't have that stable base then your shoulders are having to initiate movement which means they're having to do more work which means then they get more tight So sometimes tight hips and tight shoulders, again, it always comes back to core and posture. Now, if you're like, hey, Alex, I thought we're talking about hip mobility. What, What are we talking about posture? You know better that it always starts with the core because that's always at the center of everything that we do. So for her hips, I wanted to focus on core control while her legs are moving because what I'm thinking is going on. And honestly, what we can only figure out as she progresses through the program, like you can't just take one look and like, well, here exactly is what it is. You have to try your amplify you plan and play with it and do all the things. And depending on what comes up and what you notice, that is what gives us the idea for where to go next. So for her, I think that This hip lower back issue where it spasms up is probably because her core didn't know how to support her body and really how to support her hip. So that area in her low back was tightening up because the core wasn't doing its job. Right. So anytime in the body, if one muscle, one area isn't pulling their weight, another area will not so happily do it, but they'll do it because your body is super smart at getting you from point A to point B without really caring a lot about how messy it looks like getting there. So for her mobilizing and releasing any tension that might be in the hips, but at the same time doing strength building activations to help retrain her core, how to stabilize while the legs are moving. So hopefully you're catching on to this recurring theme of learning how to stabilize your spine while you're moving is going to help improve hip mobility, shoulder mobility, neck pain. It's all connected. Okay. Now, as we started talking, she also mentioned that she liked running, but it often made her knees hurt and she wasn't quite sure what was going on. And while she you know, wasn't into running regularly yet, that was something she wanted to do. And so this is where your Amplify You plan being an opportunity to amplify all the things that you want to do, not only improvement wise, but also just like fun wise you know, running for her was important. So let's figure out how to get her to a place where she can run without pain. Also, based on my observation, and similar to me, she tends to hyperextend her knees. And if you have ever been told that you also hyperextend your knees, and this is like when your knees lock out, the rest of your body compensates to keep you upright. Your ribs thrust forward, your lower back arches, your whole pelvis kind of comes forward. All of these things happen to keep you from falling over. Now, if you think of like a six shelf bookshelf, if you just put a wedge underneath it, the whole thing is tipped over. But you don't look like that when that happens. Your whole body, again, it adjusts and it migrates to keep you upright, regardless of what's happening in some of the lower body joints. So we had to include in her plan a way to kind of uncover this compensation pattern. But when it comes to hyperextension of the joints, whether it's your elbows, if you can overly straighten them, um, if it's your knees, and to be honest, if you hyperextend your knees, you probably are hyperextending in other places as well. You know, for this client, we're focusing on strengthening her knees in all directions. So that is not only, you know, hamstrings and calves on the backside of the knee, but also through the quads, the inner thighs, so that her knees are just so much stronger. Yes, there was an emphasis on glutes and hamstrings, but really, again, building that awareness so that you have a better idea of where you are in space at any given time. Now, like most people who are humans... or use a computer, shoulders and upper back are on her plan as well. Because who doesn't have upper back stuff? I mean, come on, if you work on a computer, it's pretty hard not to. And again, thinking of posture, right? It's almost impossible to really, truly improve posture if we're not also looking at your thoracic spine and what's going on there. Um, Posture is a part of everything. And so you have to pay attention to your alignment while you're doing your shoulders and upper back exercises or while you're just standing in line at the grocery store, because it's that practice of awareness and just repetition again and again and again that makes this new posture habit makes it habitual not just something you have to consciously think of but something your body defaults to whether you're thinking about it or not so yes strengthening of the upper back yes improving on opening up through the front of the shoulders which all of us should really be working on But this also, again, feeds into what's going on in our hips and our lower back. If stability is missing and that's what's creating this overworking situation happening in our hips and lower back, then when she does her shoulders and upper back work, it's an opportunity to keep working on postural and core control. So everything, all roads lead back to core control and better posture, because at the end of the day, that's what's really going to help you to get realigned and get out of pain in your car. If your wheels aren't aligned, instead of just continually replacing that one tire that wears out faster because it's not in alignment again and again and again, what if instead you just got your front end realigned? Right. So that's essentially what we're doing is getting your front end, your back end, all your ends realigned so that your body moves more efficiently and so that your body wears more evenly. And most importantly, that your body doesn't have pain. Now, if you are counting, we're at four, right? Shoulders, upper back, knees, hips, and posture. So for her, the fifth body area to focus on was running. And if you're like, well, that's not a body area. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I also said that your Amplify You plan is the combination of all of the things that amplify you, that help you to move better and help you to feel better and help to nourish your body, mind, and spirit. And so for her, running is something that she wants to do more of. And honestly, your Amplify You plan, like it's not just where you need to fix things because it's not about the fixings, the fixings, uh, right? It's really about learning to listen to the subtle whispers of your body so that you can then better respond to what you need. I have another client who is having some hamstring pain with running and just coming back saying, hey, I'm feeling more confident that I can get out there and run. It's not 100%, but I know what to do now and what I need. And that's the biggest difference of an amplify you plan over traditional mobility plans that are just like, do this hip stretch every single day, right? The work we're doing is boring, <laughs> right? I'm really, really, really painting a great picture here. We're talking posture. We're talking core. It's smaller movements. It's it's the subtle things so that you can, again, better respond to what your body needs in a moment by moment basis, rather than being completely cut off from your body until you can't ignore it anymore. And I also say that knowing that sometimes, um, especially at the beginning, the body and your body may not feel like a safe place to be. It may not feel like a very comfortable place to be. But once you're able to get over that initial hump of just like, holy guacamole, what is going on here? Things get better. I promise. I promise. So since running is a bit difficult now because of, you know, shelter in place restrictions, it's summertime wearing a mask while you run and it's 80 is like not really fun. What I did for this client is come up with a jump rope interval workout that she can do now. So that will allow her to get into the plyometrics of running, right? The mechanics of running, getting that bounciness, making sure that her fascia can recoil and rebound and respond without actually having to run. Now, is not a replacement for running? It's just an alternative to running, right? Sort of like riding a bike is not the same as sitting on a spin bike in your living room. You get similar benefits but it's not exactly the same. The other thing about including running as a category on her plan also sets her up to have an opportunity to get that endorphin rush that comes when you get your heart rate up. Notice that I didn't say cardio, go ahead and listen to episode 61 on physiological priming for more on why just getting your heart rate up is also important for your mental health. So it's not about burning calories. It's truly just can I get my heart rate up, get that endorphin rush and keep my body moving in a way that's going to keep inching me closer to my movement goals and what I want to be able to do. Now know that this amplify you plan and the process, like you don't come up with an exhaustive list of every single thing that you ever need to do and then like one and done. This also is not a permanent fix, right? This client is going to focus on these areas for right now. And typically clients work through 90 day cycles, but every single move that you do is a diagnostic. Every single move that you do gives you information on what your next best step should be. So as this client gets into her Amplify You plan, if she's like, hey, you know, the hip's not feeling totally better, but I noticed this is coming up, then we adjust and modify and keep moving forward. So not only is it no one size fits all, um, it's really just, again, a framework to give you the ability to fit the pieces in so it makes more sense rather than just having like, the blue ocean and trying again to find that seashell in the ocean. Now, another example of how every move is a diagnostic. And I have talked about this before, I think here on the show, definitely on social media um, about my desire to be a runner ish. Oh, of course, I've talked about this. I did a whole episode on running. (laughs) What am I talking about? Anyways, so I had all the energy in the world and I wanted to go on a jog just a couple days ago. Actually, oh my gosh, it was just yesterday. It feels like forever. And I went out on my run and I've talked about before how I'm still working on building up the strength in my foot. Now, in my workouts that I've done out my garage, I have been jump roping every single week, like for probably five, six minutes, which again, it's not the same as a run. But at this point, I should have strong enough feet to be able to run. That is a declaration I have made for myself. So when I went on my run yesterday and my foot was still hurting with just as much intensity, yeah, it was super frustrating. Yes, it was super disappointing. But I also noticed that it wasn't actually in my plantar fascia. So it wasn't right there at the base of the heel, which is typically where, uh, you know, heel pain or plantar fasciitis kind of rears up. But it was more through the arch. So as the body detective that I am, uh, the muscles running through your arch are a little bit different. And there is a big toe flexor uh, called your flexor helices longus that comes right through the arch of the foot to kind of make up the arch of the foot and give it that support and structure. So instead of, and I say this too, I have been working on my arches and my feet and creating strength and stability. um, And while those exercises are getting better, the fact that my discomfort and my pain was not getting better better is a red flag that something else needs to happen. So instead of and this is yesterday, right, just shifting my programming, instead of just thinking about the plantar fascia and doing, you know, heel taps and foot crunches and things like that, I started working on just that toe flexor and how it fits into the stability of the entire foot. I posted this on my Instagram. So you can go look at at and it's a foot video from last week that right toe and the right foot, which is the one that's bothering me, it has so much difficulty doing these exercises. So it's clear I have uncovered something. If this is actually what is the root cause still remains to be seen. But that is exactly what I mean when I say every move is a diagnostic, right? If I'm running and I'm still feeling something and it hasn't come up in my jump roping and it doesn't bother me when I'm doing other stuff, right? There's something about that action that needs more support. And how can I support and stabilize it? So your Amplify You plan, like I said, it's not permanent, It's not one and done, um, but it's this living, breathing thing. And really, it's the framework that gives you the structure to fit things in. Now, for every category and every body area, you are not just stretching because stretching, it releases tension. Yes. But if you're not retraining the body, how to stabilize and how to move in a way that doesn't recreate that pain, you know, you'll just end up back at square one. And you've probably experienced this before. I know I have with this foot thing, right? I did all the things, but I'm still no better off than I was back in March, which means that I should do my amplify you plan more. Is what that means. <laughs> so, an amplify you plan because we focus on mobilizations and activations and you're focusing on one body area, you can build up consistency by doing just 15 minutes a day, right? It's just one body area. And sort of like the plan I shared with you today, There's a lot of overlap between the areas. So even while you're working on, um, you know, hips, you're also working on core. And when you're working on posture, you're also working on core. Like they all kind of feed into one another. And yeah, I could give you 572 boring, boring exercises and you just repeat them every day but you're going to burn out and stop. So what's the point? I mean, truly does anybody still do their physical therapy exercises and feel a difference? If you do like, please hit me up. You are a unicorn and I, I must know you. <laughs> it's a lot easier to stick with something that is doable and gets you quick results. And that's exactly what this 15 minute bites and the consistency allows you to create. And you keep building upon what you're putting away in your mobility bank. So every day you do something, it's just like a deposit into that mobility bank, and it's going to help you the next time and the next day and the next day. Now, if you want to get a taste of what this Amplify You process is like, not necessarily with the plan, but what do mobilizations and activations look like, then you're definitely going to want to join me for Tackle Your Tension. Um, These are two free live streaming classes that I am teaching happening this weekend and next. We're at the end of July 2020 and into the first weekend of August. The first class is focused on hips and lower back, and the second is upper back and shoulders. And I'm going to be sharing my favorite bodywork techniques and activations that you can do that are going to help you feel better and stay that way. So whether you are just like a roll star and you do it all the time, or you just want some more inspiration, or you're just like, help, I need some help with this thing join us, you can head on over to aewellnesscom wellness.com slash roll out all one word R O L L O U T to reserve your spot today. I'll also drop this in the description and the show notes. It's also on my website. You just click that free class tab. So there's a lot of ways for you to find it and sign up. And if you want to get started with your own amplify, you plan ASAP, because I'm telling you just look at my DMS, this stuff works. This is exactly what we do inside Movement Mavens. So a personalized body maintenance plan is going to help you actually get to the root cause of what's going on and help you uncover any imbalances that might be contributing. So you don't have to just accept things for the way they are, but you can start to help yourself feel better and feel stronger. So save the date. Enrollment is opening July 26, 2020. So I want to hear from you. Do you have tight hips? Do you now have a different approach or idea to go about working with your tight hips that does not include more hip stretching and pigeon poses? If the answer is yes, or if you just have questions, you can send me a DM or tag me on Instagram. I'm at Holla from Mala. You can always, always, always call the Body Nerd hotline at 818-396-6501 and leave me a sweet, sweet message. And before I go, don't forget show notes, funly free downloads, the body nerds group, everything lives over at awellnesscom slash podcast. Thank you, friend. You've made it this far. I super, super, super appreciate you for taking the time to listen today. I know this was a little bit longer, but I hope you got some fun movement in today as you listened, or at least you have something planned. I hope the wheels are a turn in, in your mind as to what your next best steps will be on the path to getting to pain free. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, You can share this episode with somebody. You can even head on over to your favorite podcast app and leave a review and let the robots and AI know that the Body Nerd Show is fun. We're having fun and we're learning cool stuff. (laughs) And here's to asking better questions, moving more, having happier hips, and stronger cores. Yeah. And getting nerdy. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster.